Welcome to another podcast from Generations Church. We trust you will be encouraged today. We're very excited this morning. And we can't wait to see what God is going to say through Mr. Carlisle Kent. So if everyone could give him a round of applause while he comes up. Good morning. So I'm excited to, to speak again. This is the third time this year. Uh, and uh, if I would have thought of that before, I would think that's actually crazy because I said I would never be up here if you've heard me from the, my first message. And uh, hasn't the mixtapes been great? Um, just a, it's a different uh, thing to hear different people and what God's saying through different people. Uh, Pastor Tyson, where, where the battle is, or where's the battle, and Ed, uh, Foundation of Faith, and Christine, what's in front of you? And uh, it's been go- good so far. I'm the last one, so hopefully it gets better. No. No. Um, no. <laughs> and then next week, I believe it's five for five, so that'll be interesting to hear from five different people for five minutes. I encourage you to come to that, because it's going to be uh, neat to see how God speaks to these people. Um, so last time I spoke, uh, it was hearing God's voice and responding to his call. And I got a lot of questions about it and people asking me about it, but most of the questions, if you were here, uh, you would remember that about how I woo Jana and my wooing ability with Jana. Uh, so if you weren't here, it was, I would say to Jana, I'm wooing you, um, and after that message, I had guys, as I'm driving through my work, I could hear, I'm wooing you. Uh, I'm getting texts from guys about how to woo their wives. I think it was more of a joke, but and kind of bugging me a little bit there. Um, but I might do a course for the men in the church on how to woo your wife, so be prepared for that. <laughs> uh, that's great. Okay, let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I, I thank you for this uh, opportunity to speak, Lord. I just ask that you would speak through me, God, that you would uh, speak through me and that you would, your will be done in this place, God, that open ears, God, and that your word be heard here, Lord. And we just thank you for what you're doing in Generations Church, God. And God, whatever's holding people back, God, they can just let it go right now and that your will be done here. Thank you, Father. Amen. So I had three message ideas for this. I uh, kept on asking Janet, hey, which one do you think is, I should speak about? She's like, well, maybe you should talk to God. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea, eh? I haven't been doing that. But I, I did, and I kept on coming back to this one message, and it was replaying in my mind over and over, and about, it's about my testimony, a little part of my testimony. And I titled today's message, Scars. So we all have scars. Scars cause us to grow. In order to heal, we need to scar. I'm not saying it's fun to get scars, but out of scars, there can be testimony. So God made the human uh, body so resilient. Uh, When you get a cut, it immediately goes to work. You don't have to think about it or coordinate. It just starts to begin to heal itself. And I, I just think it's so beautiful how that actually works. You just let it heal. So I have a lot of scars on my body. I have a lot of reminders of hurts, pains, uh, mistakes I've made, 
um, victories and uh, testimonies of God's good, goodness and faithfulness. And um, I'm actually thankful for those scars. So I'm just going to share about like four different kinds of scars I have. I got way more than that, but well, I'll just, I picked out these four. So two years old, I had a hernia. So I had a hernia operation at two. Um, so I have a big scar on my stomach from that. Uh, my parents said it was from lifting a milk, a big metal milk crate or a thing that held milk. I, can't, I don't know what it is exactly, but I used to carry it around when I was two, and they think that was the cause of it. It's kind of the story of my life if I read on here. Um, seven years old, I, my brother and I were kind of fighting. Um, I'm the youngest out of three brothers, and he started chucking rocks at me. So I thought the quickest way to get away from him was to jump on a huge bike, an adult-sized bike, which is way too big for me, to try to get away. So he's throwing rocks, I'm crying. And then I, I lost, uh, lost control, and I wasn't paying attention where I was going, and I fell on the top of a barbed wire fence, on, and my neck hit it. And I was actually hanging by the barbed wire fence on my neck, and I actually had to rip it off to, uh, to get from it, and I had to get stitches. It was close to my juggler, and, and I'm not going to name which brother, but it starts with M and ends with Irvin. I want to pay him back for that. So jump nine years ahead. I was 18 years old. Uh, Pastor Dra Travis's brother, uh, it was uh, Brad's graduation. Uh, and we're hanging out, and uh, we're out late that night drinking so many Coca-Colas. That was our thing, that we drink as much Coke as we can. And uh, it was also the time I was continuing to woo Jana. And so she was out with us, and we're just hanging out. It was late. It's uh, 5 in the morning, I think, or 5.30 that I dropped her off. And we were innocent. This was before marriage. Um, and uh, as I dropped her off, I was heading back to Grovedale. And uh, I actually fell asleep at the wheel. Um, I hit an approach and ended up upside down in a ditch. And uh, I'll put the picture up. They're kind of old pictures uh, that are actually taped in my Bible. So I actually had to take a screenshot of, uh, of that. So there's that one, and there's a side profile of that. And I don't actually remember getting out of the vehicle. I guess I was upside down for a while. The blood was pooled uh, where my head was. And... Uh, but they thought maybe I dug my way out because my nails are just full of dirt. Um, but, I, but I remember the walk. It was about a half a mile from these people that I knew that I went to church with. I went to school with their daughter. And uh, I remember the walk. And I kept on falling and in so much pain, yelling. It was 6 in the morning. Uh, no one was on the road. And eventually I get to the house. And uh, I was calling out in pain, asking, uh, uh, yelling, help, help. And the people came out. And uh, right away they're like, uh, are you okay, and uh, what's your name? I'm like, my name? You know me. I, <laughs> and I'm like, they didn't recognize me. I'm like, I thought, that's not good if they don't recognize me. And just so you know, uh, a 1986 uh, Buick Regal does not have airbags. So I bent the steering wheel with my face area. So I used to be extremely good-looking. And <laughs> I know. That's it. It's what happens. So I actually took my shoes off to get on their deck, just out of respect, I guess. Um, and I, I asked them, can you pray for me? Because I was in a lot of pain. Uh, the paramedics came. My dad ended up being there. 
they thought maybe I had a collapsed lung, so they're going to jab this big needle. I'm like, no, you're not. And uh, <laughs> I just remember hearing this voice. It wasn't anyone in the, in the ambulance or it wasn't my dad, but I heard this voice say, calm down, you're going to be okay. And I just remember just like this peace. So I just kind of relaxed. And then we got to the hospital and uh, the Hansons were there, uh, Travis, Randy, Brad, Stephen, they're all there to visit me. And it's actually the first time that Jana met my dad was at the, actually at the hospital. And the next day, or through the night, uh, they admitted me. So I was in the, in the hospital room. I was all by myself. And uh, I was like, okay, it's time to look at this face. Uh, because I just remember those people saying, I don't, what's your name? I'm like, that's not good. So I remember walking to the bathroom and I was really sore and I, I got into the bathroom and I didn't want to look in the mirror. And then uh, I looked up and I seen my face. And uh, it's kind of what I, I would say the thing that Johan might say would be like, you nasty. <laughs> I had to use that one in there. So I, I had uh, scars all over my, uh, uh, my, my or uh, I had over 40 stitches in my face. I had them on my nose here and in my chin. It's not the reason why I have a beard to cover them. Uh, they're kind of cool, I guess. Uh, Janet thinks they're cool. Uh, but it was so swollen, just so swollen. But I never broke a bone, which was amazing out of this car accident. And uh, people came to visit me and, uh, you know, just stopping by. And there was this one guy I respected that visited me. And he said to me in the hospital, Carlisle, maybe this is a wake-up call. And my thoughts were, I'll show you a wake-up call. And, but I didn't say that to him, and I kept on wrestling uh, with those thoughts for a long time. And I thought, why did God save me? What does God have for me? So I look back at the accident, and it happened at a rough time in my life. It was a wake-up call, and I thank God for saving me. I have scars to tell a story, and it's part of my testimony. And I'm thankful for those scars, because they're a reminder of God's love. One more scar story. This is not um, a great one, but it could be a good story if you're trying to brag it up, but it, it, I find it as a not-so-wise decision. I was uh, at my work, and uh, Tyson was there. Uh, there was, I was waiting for this young kid that was late, and I, I'm a... I'm not a late guy, I'm really punctual. And there's a Ford Ranger there. What do you do with a Ford Ranger? You want to move it and pick it up. So that's what we did. We first we jumped on it together and then I started doing it myself by lifting it and skidding it. And uh, I had one more time where I was like, I'm gonna do this again. And so I, I, I lifted it and then all of a sudden I heard this loud pop. And uh, right away, I thought, I, and then I felt like I got hit by a big rock on the back of my ankle. And I looked back at Tyson. Tyson's looking at me. I'm like, you wouldn't do that to me. And there's no rock. And then we thought it was the truck that made the noise, but it was actually my Achilles that I uh, tore completely. <laughs> so I had to have surgery. And now I have a, a good reminder of maybe I shouldn't lift trucks. But part of me still wants to. Because actually Tyson and I bought that truck back one time uh, for 200 bucks. We own this Ford Ranger. It doesn't work anymore, but I kick it once in a while to get back at it. <laughs> so things happen. 
scars can tell a story. People are interested in your scars. We can connect with our, one another through our scars. Why? Because it's real and people can relate. It's their testimony. Things happen and we get scars. Some of them are not our fault and some are. I've learned maybe I shouldn't lift trucks. And Jana says to me, oh, Carlisle, I, w I wonder why you have your back problems from all the things you've done. I just don't know why you would. Thanks, Jenna. Um, I'm going to read from Galatians, and this is uh, the end of Paul's letter to uh, the Church of Galatia, and it's uh, Galatians 6:17. And this is, uh, yeah, Paul uh, says to the Galatians, "From now on, I don't, or from now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things." So he's saying trouble. Paul understood trouble. Paul lived a, uh, of suffering and persecution. For I bear on my body scars that show I belong to Jesus. What's Paul saying? He actually has physical scars. Reminders. So listen to Paul as he tells the church of all he suffered. And I'm going to be reading out of 2 Corinthians. And it's, it's like Paul's boasting, but it's not in the way that we would boast about our faithfulness. It was Paul boasting out of his frustration. Where we like to worship out of our success, Paul learned to worship God in his weakness. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to uh, 30, Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day at drift at the sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from people, the Jews as well as the Gentiles. I have faced dangers in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, and during many sleepless nights, I've been hungry and thirsty and have gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without me feeling the weakness? It was Paul saying, I am as weak as you are. Who is led astray, and I do not burn with anger? If I must boast, I will rather boast about the things that show my weak, how weak I am. Paul hasn't forgot the things that hurt him. He remembers his scars. I don't want to get over things that scarred me, but I want to get through them. Every scar brings us back to reality, where we're not strong enough. But we need someone that is stronger, and God is. So I think of uh, um, emotional uh, scars. I'm going to go into some, some examples for me. Uh, so emotional scars, inner wounds. When we experience an emotional wound, our body, our body does not naturally go into recovery mode, like a physical wound. We have to take an active role in processing what happened and asking God for healing and maybe to forgive someone that wronged us. So we all have things that have scarred us. Maybe it's divorce. Maybe 
your parents were divorced uh, when you were young or you're in a divorce now. Maybe it's drugs and alcohol. Someone's hurt you with that or you abused it. Maybe in your marriage. Maybe you've hurt your spouse or your spouse has hurt you. Maybe your parents, your friends, your church. Uh, I, I hear that actually a lot of people in the church that have been hurt by other church members. And even mistakes we've made. And death. Death can leave us emotional scars. And so many more other things. Uh, we had uh, Pastor Charlie Sweet, he comes, I don't know if it's three times he's been here already. Um, and Pastor Charlie Sweet uh, was speaking and it was our, Jan and I, when we first started attending Generations Church, uh, he called us up and Charlie uh, Sweet prayed for, over us. And right away, he just said, I could see these knife wounds all over your back where people hurt you. As soon as he said that, I just, I, I, I just felt those old wounds. And I could think of the times that close people hurt me. Certain situations or things that happened to me, the time and year that even happened. It all just rushed over me. It wasn't bad but it was a reminder of what I walked through and what I was healed from. So I've, I've shared my testimony on, on the words and, and stuff that have hurt me uh, emotionally and scars that I've had in my first time that I spoke. Um, I'll just touch on one. Uh, when I was a kid, I was called a waste of skin. And that uh, troubled me for, into my adulthood, uh, but I got over it. I got through it, actually. You might have words that have scarred you or left wounds that have not even healed yet. And God wants to heal those wounds. When I was about uh, 14, uh, we had, my brother had a friend that uh, came to live with us from BC. Uh, he was two years older than me. I think he was two years younger than my brother. And his nickname was Shorty. Uh, I was way bigger than him. He was a baggy clothes, uh, kid, like you'd wear a size 40 bag of jeans, and, uh, and I was a farm kid, so I dressed like a farm kid, so we looked totally opposite. So he started living with us. Uh, he didn't have a good family life, and uh, my, my parents took him in, and they even talked about maybe keeping him. He started going to school with us, and there was one night uh, we got into a fight. Uh, he, I think he kicked my cat, and I said, don't kick my cat. And uh, I was laying on my bed when I did that, and he walked over with a bowl of porridge and just poured it all over me. So we, the fight was on. <laughs> and I actually beat him up really bad. I'm not, I'm not bragging about that. I, I actually felt really bad. I remember him crying in the cor corner in a fetal position, and I felt bad because his mom was hooked on drugs. He's seen his, uh, his dad pass away in front of him when he was a young kid, uh, uh, and uh, he had a hard life. The, ne the next day we made up, uh, I remember him telling my dad, man, he has a hard punch. And then we, we talked about it, and he's like, I love you like a brother. We're, we're just like, like brothers. And that day he actually went back to BC to just go see his mom and talked about coming back. Uh, shortly after he was in BC, someone took his life. I actually struggled with that for a long time. I thought it was my fault. If I just would have done this or done that, he would be still here. What kind of Christian am I? 
I walked years with that wound and how it to grieve his death even. I know that it wasn't my fault, but it's something I had to walk through, and it became a scar in my life. Scars mean there's been healing. We need to bring our scars into a new light. If you're going through something right now, you can look at your other scars that you had victory over and say, you've healed me before, God, and I believe you can heal me again. The enemy is an accuser, and he wants you to live in regret and shame. He wants you to be focused on what you've done wrong. God says, if you believe in me, you have been redeemed and forgiven. So what hurts do you need to get healed? God will take care of you. I have two verses that are, are not going to be up on the board. They're just quick. Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalms 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Bind means he ties, he, he fastens something tightly. You might say to yourself, you're not qualified because of your scars and the things you've done in your past. Your scars don't disqualify you. Your scars are your testimony. Scars show the healing power of God. Scars keep us from repeating mistakes Scars draw us near to God, and scars allow us to help others. Now, I'm going to read from John chapter 20, verse 24 to 29, and this is when uh, Jesus appears to the disciples, the 12 disciples, after he was resurrected. And we're going to be focused on Thomas here. Uh, Jesus appears to Thomas. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others, and Jesus came, and they told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe, believe it unless I see the nail wounds, nail wounds in his hands and put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wounds in the side. Eight days later, the disciples were, thought, were uh, together again, and this time Thomas was there with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here and look at my hands. Put your hand into my wound on my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord God, my God, Thomas explained. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Thomas refused to believe that the resurrected Jesus had appeared to the ten apostles until he could feel the wounds Jesus received on the cross. Thomas needed to see Jesus' scars to believe. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He, who, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. By Jesus' wounds you are healed, Jesus has scars, reminders. Someone needs to see and hear about your scars on how God brought you through a difficulty. Your scars are a symbol of strength. Don't ever be ashamed of your scars. Life has left with you. A scar means there is hurt is over and the wound is closed. It means you've conquered the pain, learned the lesson, and grew stronger. 
and move forward. Don't hide, but share your testimony. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to get you to hear this. Share your testimony. God can take a bad thing and achieve a great purpose out of it. Um, th- there's this one song, I know most of you have probably heard it, Scars. It's by I Am They. And when I first, uh, the first time I preached here, and I did, most of it was my testimony, Janice said, have you heard this song? I'm like, no. She's like, this is like your anthem song of your life and just about the scarring. So I'm, I'm just going to read it. I'm not reading the whole song. I won't sing it because most of the songs I have to do with is with Ed with me. So he's, he hasn't had time to practice. So we'll save that for later. So the song called Scars by I'm Thing. Waking up to a new sunrise, looking back from the other side. I can see now with open eyes, darkness waters and deepest pain. I wouldn't trade it for anything because my brokenness has brought me back to you and these wounds are a story you'll use. So I'm thankful for the scars because without them, I wouldn't know your heart. And I know they'll always tell of who you are. So forever, I'm thankful for your scars. Now I'm standing in confidence with strength of your faithfulness and I am not who I was before. No, I don't have to fear no more. I can see how you delivered me in your hands, in your feet, I found my victory. It's a beautiful song. I relate to this song so much. So what are you going to do with what you heard today? Are you going to allow healing? Are you going to testify God's done in your life and through your scars? Are you going to remain the same? Are you going to move forward? Scars are a symbol of strength and victory in your life. Um, And we're just going to call the worship team up now. We'll just do it now. I just want you to keep hearing that. What are you going to do with your scars? Wounds take time. My scars took time on my chin with the, the, two ones that, uh, the two scars I have on my chin, it took time to heal. Two years later, I had a piece of glass come out of my chin because it takes time. It took time for me to get over being called a waste of skin. And it took time for me to get over my friend's death. It takes time. Please hear me, it is worth it. It is worth it. You're going to get stronger and you're gonna get through it. I've talked to a lot of men in this church and a lot of guys that are struggling, you're gonna get through it. You just gotta keep pressing in. And the big thing you have to hear too, you're not alone. And you don't have to do it alone. Paul says you're not strong enough to do it yourself, but God is, and he will help you. God is with you through your pain. You might not feel it, but he is. Turn your eyes to him. Um, when I was preparing for this message, I kept on, on seeing this of us in the shallow water. And God's saying, come out of that shallow water and come into the deeper waters. I want to go deeper with you. I got more for you here. Come out. Submerge yourself in me. I know you've been hurt. I know you have scars, but I know you. And I'll bring healing. Just mm-hmm. trust me. God's saying, trust me. 
Are you going to trust him? God just wants to get you through it so you can move. There's things I had to do so I, in order for me to move. He can use you. Your scars don't disqualify you. As, we, as we're closing here, we're going to do like every, every other week, and Pastor Trav says, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? There's going to be people that are going to come up here and pray for you. If there's some scar that you just can't let go or a wound that's not closed, I encourage you. Maybe you need to forgive someone. Maybe you need to grieve. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God. You can come. I'm just going to pray. And let's ask God what what he has for us. Heavenly Father, we just, we come to you now, like every other week, and say, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say to us through this message? What are you putting your finger on in our life that we need to just get over, get through, Lord? And Heavenly Father, we just ask that you just speak to us right now. But God, I just pray that God, the people that are struggling with their thoughts, I, I just sense there's someone with suicidal thoughts right now, God, in this place, that you would just break that, and God, there would be healing in that. Mm-hmm. And the people that don't know you, God, would come to know you right now, Lord. Mm-hmm. We ask for your salvation to happen today. So, Heavenly Father, just, we ask that you would speak to us, and God, that you would use us, use our scars for your testimony. God, they don't disqualify us, as you said to us, God, before. So, God, that you would just move in us. God, I just ask that you would just help us as a church body just to grow in you. And we thank you for what you're going to do in this place. Your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us in another podcast from Generations Church. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast channel to get a new one each week. For additional information or to partner with us, please check out our website at www.genchurch.ca.